See that girl over there in the red? Say hi to her and she's yours. She'll wrap her legs around you so tight you'll be begging for mercy. Well, I'll stay away from her then. Jimmy shits on your favourite childhood movies, in which we re-watch movies from our youth to determine if they're problematic by today's standards. I'm the aforementioned Jimmy. I'm Jen. Today we'll be discussing Big, which was released in the US on June 3rd, 1988, and in the UK and Ireland on October 21st, 1988. It was written by Gary Ross and Ann Spielberg and was directed by Penny Marshall. It stars Tom Hanks, Elizabeth Perkins, Robert... How do you say Logia. Logia. Uh, John Hurd, Jared Rushton, Mercedes Rule, John Lovitz, and David Moscow. Yeah. Don't know why I put him last. Uh, there's no real order. I just take them. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going to happen is this, Jen and I have thought of three problems that this movie has. Three each, and we're also thought of a positive, and we'll just have a little chat about the movie. Jen, what is your history with Big? I saw it when I was a kid. I have no story. I saw it. Yeah. I've probably seen it a few times throughout my life. That's about it. That's exactly the same. I can't even remember the first time I saw it. I'm pretty sure I didn't see it in the cinema. I know I didn't. Because I was trying to think, see, I was trying to remember if we have, in my old town, since I have moved now, but in my old town we had a bingo hall. But it also doubled up as a cinema. It used to be a cinema back in the 50s or whatever. Or is mm-hmm. 40s or whatever and in the late 80s they opened it up again um and i remember seeing a lot of movies like around 88 89 um i saw uh three men and a baby uh moon walker um what else did i see who framed roger rabbit stuff like that so but i didn't see this so i either didn't show there or I just forgot that I saw it in the cinema, but it's one that I watched on video. So neither of us has a very interesting history. No, we don't. We don't. And that's okay sometimes. No, I know. It's just, it's usually at least one of us yeah. has something or has, or has nothing, but it's never the same. Yeah. But this time we're, we're equal. We've, it's a movie that we watched when we were kids. <laughs> yeah. Basically it. Which, you know, it fits for this podcast so oh i did just remember one thing uh when penny marshall died i really wanted to watch it and it wasn't streaming anywhere Mm. and so i ordered the dvd because i was shocked we didn't own it because dylan loves it and i was so desperate to watch it when penny marshall died this i didn't (laughs) (laughs) This this is the first time i got around to watching it since then it seemed important at the time it's streaming on disney plus in the uk because Disney Plus have got Fox's back catalogue and stuff. It's streaming on Hulu now, but when Penny Marshall died, it right, wasn't yeah, yeah. anywhere. Um, but the surprisingly, well, I say surprisingly, it's still in, it's not in the star section, which is like the Fox section for older people. It's still in the Disney mm-hmm. section. Hmm. And it's got the F-bomb in it. 
But when it was originally released in this country, it didn't have the F-bomb because we didn't have 12s. I've said this before. Back in 88, we didn't have 12 certificates equivalent to your PG-13. We just didn't have that. It was PG or 15. So to make this movie not a 15, it was the, the, the swear word. You can't see Daryl Hannah's arse and Splash, but you can hear Billy say fuck. Um, so, right, so let's just get into our problems then. And my first problem um, is uh, this is not the light-hearted movie that it appears to be. It's, <laughs> it's really quite fucking dark. Zoltar is clearly magic, right? It's magic. Right. But it's also evil because the only reason Zoltar grants Josh's wish is because Josh kicks it and hits it. So Zoltar just gives the wish out of spite because Josh hit it. So it's an evil thing. If Josh didn't do that, Zoltar wouldn't have bothered with the wish and Josh just would have lived on hmm. with his life. All right. Uh, Josh's mum and his dad... His dad's just barely there, but in the um, an extended version, his dad's in it more. So they go through hell because they think their son's been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, an extended version, Billy's home life is hell. Um, there's a scene where his family is sitting eating dinner, and his mum is just shouting at everyone at the dinner table and just telling everyone that she's not their servant. And while she's shouting this. Billy is going around serving everyone dinner. Yeah. Um, and then he takes his dinner and walks out the room. And his mum's still shouting at everyone, saying that, uh, that she does everything and blah, blah, blah. And that's... Poor Billy. Yeah. That's pretty fucking bleak. <laughs> but that also... If they kept that in the original version, the theatrical version, that would explain how Billy is able to disappear. And go to New York City. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Because his family just don't notice him. Yeah. When I was a kid, I didn't understand it. But now, holy shit, this movie's bleak. Yeah, I didn't... When I was a kid, I probably didn't really think about the parents very much. And this time, I was horrified. I'm like, these parents are just... They spend a month and a half mm-hmm. not knowing where their kid is. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's one of those things where at the end of the movie, I'm just imagining like what all happens after that. Like... He's going to have to talk to the police. Like, what is he going to tell them? Yeah. Like, there's going to be some sort of investigation. There's no, like, he comes home and everything's hunky-dory, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's why these kinds of movies are hard for me to watch sometimes, because I, I just kill all the fun by thinking about things like that. Yeah, but on the other side of it, there's still a kidnapper at large. Yeah. And uh, 30-year-old Josh Baskin is missing. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, yeah. the only person who knows the truth is his girlfriend. So she's not exactly going to say, oh, he was really a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. What is your first problem? This is tough because I have a lot of problems written down and I haven't chosen between them yet. Mm-hmm. Even though I have a lot of big problems, I'm going to go with something simple because it's uh, on brand for me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when he's playing piano at FAO Schwartz, yeah. when he goes to play it, he throws his bag to the side mm-hmm. He doesn't pick that bag up when they leave. <laughs> <It doesn't. laughs> this is like the end of, of Can't Hardly Wait. All yeah. Get, like it, you know that stuff bugs yeah. me. And he just, he doesn't get the bag. And I, it annoyed me. I can imagine. 
I've been to that toy store when I was in New York back in 2003, I think. Me and my my mum and my sister, um, we were staying at my mum's friend's house. Uh, she lived in New York, and well, she lived in Fishkill, which is outside of New York. And we went to New York City for a day, and we went and saw that uh that toy store on Fifth Avenue. And outside, it's got a bit. Well, it did. It's no longer there, but it has. It's got a big, massive teddy bear statue. It's holding mm-hmm. sort of counting blocks like A, B, C, or one, two, three, whatever. And you can get pictures taken with it. And we have pictures of my sister, my uh, how old she have been? Eleven, eleven-year-old sister, just standing there in front of this big teddy bear. Uh, but I, I remember not being able to see the piano because. It was like a crowd of people around about it. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I do remember specifically being excited to go and see this because I'd seen the movie Pick. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I have been to that store. I didn't see Josh's bag, though. They must have picked I'm, it up. I'm sure there. somebody cleaned it up. <laughs> so what's your second problem? Right. It's, it's just, a, just bleak. Um, Toxic work environment for women. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. this seems like a horrible place to work if you're a woman. Uh, I think the only reason Susan falls for Josh is because he's not desperately wanting to get in her pants. It's the minute mm-hmm. that she meets him and he's sweet and, you know, uh, I mean, he's weird because he's a 12-year-old in a, a man's body, but mm-hmm. he's not like Scotty, <laughs> you know, John Lovitz's character. Uh, and he's mm. not an arsehole like Paul. Uh, so, yeah, I think there's a toxic work environment. At, uh, it is a toxic work environment. Yeah. And that's a problem, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> because... Yes, it is. Because uh, John Lovett says there's a woman over there that will jump your bones if you say hello to her. And it's like, why tell people that? Even if the woman enjoys sex, don't just say to the new guy, the very first thing you fucking t- say to this new guy is, you want to have sex? There's your women over there. Go and ask her. Is that is that not how you're supposed to start things in a new job? <laughs> um, not in my experience. Is that not what you're supposed to say to the new people? Maybe in America. <laughs> I, I all yeah, that's that's American tradition. Every time I start a new job, someone tells me like who the easiest person in the office is. Yeah. If I see somebody start a new job, I'm like, oh, see her. You could bag that. Like yeah. that's, that's that's it's American custom. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, still problematic as fuck though. But you know, if that's what you want to do, America, uh, yeah. So what's your uh, what's your second problem? Um, God, this drives me crazy. So he gets the promotion, mm-hmm. and he gets this apartment, mm-hmm. and he gets all this stuff for the apartment. How does he get all this stuff so fast? He couldn't have been paid yet. He's been there for like two weeks. Yeah. Hasn't had the job that the promotion for two weeks. Like, that's freaking ridiculous. I know. And I know he doesn't have a ton of money because I I did, of course, use my inflation calculator. I didn't yeah. write it down, but uh, his first paycheck was $187, mm-hmm. which is close to $500 now. Right. That's not going to get him all those pinball machines. No. Like, there's there's no way he could get an apartment. Well, his first... Ap- without having been paid. Yeah. His first apartment where it's like a terrible, horrible place to live before mm-hmm. he gets the big swanky one after the promotion. In the extended version, there's more to that. 
there's like babies screaming and stuff and he's he's on the payphone in the hallway or something and there's just horrible things happening in that apartment and it's like that's really bleak penny marshall what are you mm. doing um but yeah it's ridiculous that because he's only away for what a couple of months in total yeah like it's six weeks is about the suggestion maybe a little more since he didn't look at the um the the zoltar thing mm-hmm. like the addresses and stuff like right away mm-hmm. but yeah it couldn't have been more than two months yeah because he gets a bit too big for his his boots and just ignores his best friend mm-hmm. and it, it happens very very quickly all of this i mean he is still mm-hmm. only 12 to be fair like uh, he turns 13 he turns 13 of course but um but him like uh you know liking everything uh, because he's got money and because he's got a girlfriend and everything that's very 12 mm-hmm. that's very 13 uh, mm-hmm. but yeah i i agree with your problem <laughs> It just, it's a lot. It's a lot, really. It, it's the kind of thing I, of course, wouldn't have ever noticed as a kid. But when you're an adult, you're like, that's not how what money works. Right. That's not, it's true. that's not how you do this. It's true. Two weeks, gets a promotion and they can afford all that. I don't know. Maybe he took out a loan. But then how? Maybe, maybe he got an advance yeah, or something. Advance. Or a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know why. Anyway. Are you going to see the big problem <laughs> that this movie has? I assumed you were going to. I, I didn't write it down because I assumed you were going to. <laughs> I, I've come up with a different problem. I mean, I can, but I have so many problems. Right. Okay. We can always talk about more problems. Susan sleeps with a 12-year-old boy. 13. She doesn't know. But it's still, yeah. it's still fucked up. It's not, the whole thing isn't as disturbing to me as I thought it would be. Like, I thought it was going to be worse for me. Um, I think they help by putting that scene at the beginning with him and Billy, mm. where they're talking about, like, boobs and stuff. Because it, that that just helps because it shows, like, he's at the age where he's interested in sex. So it makes him a little less innocent to me. Like, it's creepy, but no, I'm not. Whoa! I'm not saying it's, no, look. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not creepy, but I'm trying to, like, it's the mindset you have about the kid. Because that's a weird age. That's a weird age because it seems super, super young to us. But I remember being that age and I had friends who were already having sex. So, like, but, that's a weird, like. But were they having sex with 30-year-old women or 30-year-old men? Were they having sex with no, well? No, but I'm just, look, what I'm saying is. That if he were 16, it wouldn't be as disturbing to us, right? I mean, I still kind of included Finch and fucking Stifler's mom last time, so... Yeah. But but that was just a... But no, it's not just it's not just the fact that he's 13. Well, it is. That's the main fucking problem. He's 13. But she now has to live with this knowledge that she had sex with someone who's essentially 13. Yeah, what was weird to me with her is, because whenever she's watching him walk away, I was like, I could see how maybe she wouldn't be super disturbed because even though she knows how old he is, like, she just knows him in this man Mm -hmm. body, right? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe her brain isn't totally connecting everything in the way that, you know, it should. Mm -hmm. But then he turns into a kid as he's walking away. And I feel like at that point we should have seen a look of horror. Yeah, on her absolutely. Face. 
absolutely. The, the the movie plays it off as kind of lighthearted, and it's 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 wrong because it's not lighthearted. It's fucked up. I do like that once she finds out how old he is, like, you know, at the end when you, it looks like maybe she's going to kiss him goodbye or he's trying to kiss her goodbye, that she kisses him on the forehead. Mm-hmm. Like, the second she finds out how old he is, it changes, like, she changes her behavior. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's, it is, it is very disturbing. I'm, I'm not saying it's not disturbing. I'm just saying I think them talking about boobs at the beginning of the movie was intentional to show that there is. Yeah, and he also looks sexual. He also looks there. at her. Like when they first meet, he looks down her top, kinda. Yeah. He sees her. He sees her bra. That's all he sees. I think the re- one of the reasons it didn't seem as bad to me as I thought it would is because, like, I think it would have been worse for me a few years ago. But now I know a lot more about, um, grooming and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, typically, if an older woman, like with this, if you have this age difference, an older woman with like a young kid. Mm-hmm. She's taking advantage and she's groomed him yeah. and everything. But that's not the case no. here because as far as she's concerned, he is um, a, a man. Better, yeah. So I think that's what made it less icky to me The uh, because I'm not dealing with a predator. Right. That's that's what it is. It's I was trying to figure out how to put it into words. It's because we're not dealing with a predator. And I maybe maybe the real world is so dark. Right, <laughs> that it made this movie not seem so bad to me. But I'm seeing it from the I'm seeing it from the point of view of she doesn't know, yeah, right, and she she right. she doesn't know, and she slept with a 13 year old, and she committed statutory rape, whether she intended to or not. Okay, kind of but, mentally, he is 13. But I don't think the laws cover. This no, obviously kind of not. It's a movie about a magical fucking. <laughs> A magical um, machine that, you know, is very evil. But, uh, no, I know, but I'm just saying it from the point of view is that, I mean, Susan's not to blame at all. It's not Susan's fault whatsoever. So, Um, you know, she's... I'm having trouble talking... I'm having trouble talking about this without going into my third problem, so can I just do that? Yes, that wasn't mine. I just thought we'd mention it. Oh, that wasn't yours? No, no, but it's fine. We'll go into yours and then, you know, we have extra problems. Go for it. Uh... Here, here's what I have a problem with. Okay. okay, it's the fact that shouldn't they? Like, if you were dealing with someone like grown-up Josh here, mm-hmm. wouldn't you wonder if he had some sort of developmental disability? Yeah. Like that's what I have a problem with is that it not her like what I have a problem with more than her having sex with a thirteen-year-old because she doesn't know that is the fact that she's having sex with a guy who. Yeah, it, yeah. He really seems like he has a, a de- developmental disability. Yeah. He he seems challenged. Yes, yes, and it's like that's all I could think about the whole movie because this. Okay, so you watch thirteen going on thirty, mm-hmm. and she's trying really hard to seem like an adult. Like she understands that she looks thirty, she has this job and everything, and so she tries really hard to play it cool, and look like she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Josh is not trying to pretend to be an adult at all. He is not trying at, like, I got spoiled with 13 going on 30 because that was like, that's how I would be. Mm -hmm. Like, to see that, that's that's more realistic to how you, in in a fantasy world where you switch bodies or change (laughs) age or whatever. Like, that's how you'd be, right? Mm -hmm. But Josh is not trying to blend in 
at all. It drives me crazy. And it makes him look like he has some sort of issues. Yeah, no, you're and right. And it just really feels like she's taking advantage of someone. Do you think, though, do you think she's taking advantage of him? I think the second she gets to his house and there's a bunk bed, she might want to think about what she's doing. But she is kind of, I mean, she opens up to him. And he ignores her, but she opens up to him and I think she genuinely does like him. I don't think she's like, you know, I don't know. But you're right, he does seem mentally challenged. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Penny Marshall got David Moscow to or Moscow to um to do a lot of the adult Josh's parts first. Mm-hmm. Um, so they filmed the basically filmed the movie twice because they got David Moscow to do a lot of the stuff, and then Tom Hanks would copy him and then do the scenes again. So That's smart. Tom Hanks was actually doing an impression of as much as he could of uh, David Moscow. And I thought that, that was quite clever. That explains why he's not acting like an adult. It, it's, it is a weird movie. It's a weird sort of grey area here where it's like he's, she's she's not grooming a child because she doesn't know. But is she taking mm-hmm. advantage of someone who is mentally challenged? I don't think she is, but it does seem a bit, it's a weird fit. It makes me uncomfortable. I understand. But I think she's just desperate. Poor woman. Yeah, exactly. The guys in this farm, this farm, the guys in this toy place are fucking arseholes. And there's this first, this guy who takes an interest in her who isn't seriously just like trying to get in her pants. I think that's what it is. And, you know, it's like, I mean, he does show interest in her, mm-hmm. you know, as much as he can. He looks down her blouse. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a very weird. It's a very weird movie. It, it's watching it back as an adult. It's just kind of fucked. It's weird. Uh, but my my other problem is Paul, who is the rival. Mm-hmm. I was kind of with Paul a little bit because he he got screwed over for this this uh, promotion that he's qualified for by someone who just started working there. And I can understand mm-hmm. why that would make the guy pissed off. But he beats up a, tel- a 12-year-old boy, essentially. <laughs> when they're playing racquetball, he goes off his head and just starts screaming at him and wrestling them to the ground. And everyone in the crowd is like watching, like just watching and having a fun time watching mm-hmm. this happen. But essentially, he's committing child abuse. I mean, and once again, it's like, he doesn't know it. But also, doesn't he think that this guy might have some developmental yeah, issues? exactly. And he's beating up on him? That's that's the thing. Yeah. These people are so awful to this guy who clearly isn't... Yeah, he's not... There's something... He's not a... I don't want to say normal, I'm trying but not... He's, he's not a normal 30-year-old, yeah. right? Because he's a 12-year-old in a 30-year-old's body. So he's not, he's not normal in that respect. Yeah. It's a it's a hard thing to complain about because it's like I have to make sure not to word things mm-hmm. that in a way that are offensive. Mm-hmm. But I can't not mention it because it drove me crazy during the movie. Like that was my biggest problem with the movie. Yeah. No, I understand that. But like that scene where he's shouting and hitting him is well, he's wrestling to the ground. I find that hilarious as a kid. But now I'm like <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit weird. 
you're beating up on a child or at the very least someone who is clearly um mentally challenged and you are mm-hmm. a, a fucker and you should just go and die in a ditch so do you have you have extra problems then jen i mean i i managed to squeeze them in right uh, I feel like I I got it all. My only other problem, the first problem I wrote down, because I'll write smaller problems down at first if I don't, if I'm not sure, but if I'll have bigger ones, was just like I understand why they had to do it, but with the carnival, mm. like it had left, and they left all this trash on the ground. Yeah, and I was like, that's really, ri-. and I know that's supposed to indicate that that's where it was, yeah, yeah. but it uh, drove me crazy. I know. Also, they couldn't get moved. I live by the fairgrounds in Tulsa. Mm. They couldn't get moved out of there that quickly. No. I hate that. That's the thing in movies that drives me crazy, that, like, a carnival will just be gone the next day. And it's like, I see these people packing up from the fair every year. It takes a while. Maybe the whole carnival's magic. Maybe it's Zoltar's carnival and he just Ooh. runs it. And, you know. I would love to see, I mean, not a sequel to this, but I'd love to see more about that. There's this, there's this clearly magical, evil entity at this carnival. What do you think about... Well, it bothers me at the end when he goes and the Zoltar machine's the only thing that's left. Why? Yeah. Why is that the only thing that's left when it wasn't before? I don't know. Makes no sense. Um, What do you think about the original ending of this movie? I don't think I know it. What is it? Um... I, I should have looked it up before we did this because it's been a while since I heard about it. But I know, like, the ending is that, like, he's in class All right. and a new student comes in and it's her at at his age. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've vaguely heard about that. Yeah, Susan's turned 13. Yeah, that's, that's weird. That is weird. Because what's to say that they find each other attractive at 13? You know? They're, as adults, and they find each other attractive. But who's to say that at 13-year-old they would find each other attractive? And at 13, they would maybe be more sort of wanting to experiment and see other people. <laughs> so, I mean, as, as a, a nice, happy, cute ending for them, I don't think it would have worked. Hollywood likes us to think that it's all about, like, that they've fallen in love with the person and that that's all that matters. So Yeah, but 13-year-olds, though. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not. That's not the way it works. Not usually. It can, but not usually. Um, right. What? Oh no, it's my positive. My positive, and uh, I hate to say it, an actor again, but it's Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. But okay. by extension, it's also David Moscow because I mm-hmm. think both of them play the character well. Yeah, Tom Hanks. He was nominated for an Oscar for this movie. What? Yeah, really? this was his first Oscar nomination. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a that's a good piece of trivia for Oscar weekend. I mean, this will go up after the Oscars, but yeah, and when's Oscar this weekend? Weekend's the Oscars this weekend. Do what? Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, and I used to love watching yeah. the Academy Awards. And then Dylan and I, for like four or five years straight, watched all the movies, like everything for Best Picture and the Acting Awards and uh, Writing. We would watch, like, occasionally there was one that we couldn't get access to or something, like maybe it wasn't in the theater anymore, but it wasn't on DVD or streaming. But we would watch every single movie. Mm -hmm. And it, 
was so much fun to watch it, having seen everything yeah. and have an opinion about everything. And it also makes you watch movies you would never watch, like War Horse. Like, I thought War Horse looks like the most boring movie ever. I friggin' loved War yeah. Horse. And then when we had Xander, we couldn't do it anymore. We didn't have the time to see every single movie or the money because um, it gets expensive when yeah. you have to go see everything in the theater. And I couldn't enjoy it anymore because once you've watched it, having seen everything... <laughs> It's not as enjoyable if you've only seen a couple. Yeah. So this week, I mean, I, I'm not watching it, but I do like to read about it and watch clips. Mm. And so this week, I crammed a little and I watched um, Eyes of Tammy Faye, um, King Richard, and Power of the Dog. Right. And I'm really glad I did because Power of the Dog looked boring as fuck, mm. and I had no interest mm. in it, and I loved mm. it. It was really good. And that is my recommendation to you, right? Is that now. the band that come batch movie? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was really good. You see, you see his penis briefly. Um, the yes, I did. <laughs> uh, the the thing about the Oscars, right? Back in the nineties or whatever, they would have movies like Pulp Fiction up for awards and stuff that I would actually mm-hmm. watch. <laughs> These days, I'm not really interested in stuff. Yeah, I, I don't care about King Richard or. You know, I don't. I just don't care about movies like that anymore. It's because these days the big movies are like Marvel movies and stuff. Yeah. Whereas before, like dramas and comedies and stuff could be huge movies, and mm-hmm. that just doesn't really happen. And it sucks because, like, if I had tried, I could have seen almost everything this year because now we're in a world where it's all streaming. Yeah. Right? Like Power of the Dog is a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. We're watching Licorice Pizza tonight. I'm pretty sure that's an Amazon movie. King Richard, I guess, was it? I. HBO I didn't know Max. it, but I guess it was available on HBO yeah. Max immediately, or else I would have watched it earlier. Yeah. That one was really good, too. Mm. I wish that more people got nominated for things like Big, mm-hmm. because I f- it's very rare somebody, like a comedic performance gets through, Yeah, and it feels like they're very underappreciated. Absolutely. I remember the year that Robert Downey Jr. got nominated for Tropic Thunder... There had also been Oscar buzz for James Franco Mm -hmm. for uh, Pineapple Express. Mm -hmm. And it was clear there's no way both of them could have gotten a nomination that year because it would be two comedies. Mm -hmm. And Renee Zellweger getting nominated for Bridget Jones was like insane. Mm -hmm. And I just, I wish that stuff happened more. Yeah. A lot of movies in the 90s I probably would have watched when the ones that were up for Oscars. Uh, Mm Yeah. Shawshank stuff like that stuff I would have watched anyway um, but nowadays it's just nah, I just don't care <laughs> uh, it's just not the kind of movies I watch anymore I think I am sort of spoiled with the Marvel movies because mm-hmm. I do enjoy the Marvel movies but you know I'll, I'll, I'll watch other like uh, blockbuster movies and stuff as well um, but yeah, I think I'm kind of spoiled. But hey, you, you yeah. like what you like, you know what I mean? I told Dylan last week that I, I feel like the Marvel movies are fulfilling <laughs> practically everything I need. Yeah. <laughs> Cinema-wise, like, I used to have, we used to go to the movies every week, and I always had something I was looking forward to, and now I'm like, well, I get three or four Marvel movies a year. It's And they're all different genres. Mm-hmm. Like, people like to say they're all the same, but those are people who don't watch the movies. Exactly, yeah. Because sometimes it's a heist movie, sometimes it's a war movie, mm-hmm. sometimes it's a high school movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different genres. So it's not the same thing. And um, 
between the movies and then the shows that they've been doing, which are pretty good, mm-hmm. like I feel I I don't need much else right now. Yeah, I mean, even the shows are different. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the, yeah. the first episode of One Division is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, you know, it's like you, you what you don't get that in um the fucking Winter Soldier TV show. Or Loki, mm-hmm. you know, and Loki's different as well because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's more sort of comedy leaning. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and then you've got the and Hawkeye. It's like a buddy comedy. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got Winter Soldier, who which is the the action one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. I, we're starting to get into the phase of Marvel movies when we're at phase four now, right? starting to get into mm. the, the, the Marvel movies of characters I don't know. Mm-hmm. I watched Eternals recently and it was fine. Mm. I didn't know these characters. I didn't know anything about these characters. I didn't particularly care. Um, So Moon Knight's coming up and I'm like am I going to enjoy it? I don't know. I don't know anything about the character. Because <laughs> at least with Hawkeye, he was in other movies, and I've also read some of his comics. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to... I, they're, they're introducing, like, they're, they're saying, oh, this is coming up, and this is coming up, and I don't know them. She-Hulk, I know who She-Hulk is. Uh, I just love Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it more than looking forward to Midnight. Because Moon Knight, I'm just like, I don't... What I've seen so far hasn't grabbed me. Um, But hopefully it'll be... Because I was like that with Hawkeye. I was kind of like, I like Hawkeye. I've got nothing against mm-hmm. Hawkeye and I love Jeremy Renner. But I think that that the idea of having him in a TV show was himself was just kind of like, why? But they pulled mm-hmm. it off and that show's great. No, that was when where when they announced all these shows, I was like, "Well, I don't care about Hawkeye." I was yeah. like, "I'll watch it, whatever." But like, I don't care, and I think it's my favorite out of all the shows they released last year. I think it is, yeah, and and that's big because WandaVision was excellent. Yeah, WandaVision was good. It sort of to what, the last episodes was just two people flying about in the sky fighting, which a lot of these yeah. things kind of tend to um, fall into. But uh, I quite like Falcon and Winter Soldier because, like, the movie Winter Soldier, that's my jam. That's the kind of thing I like. Mm-hmm. I like those sort of conspiracy things, conspiracy movies, and um, and it's just a solid, it's just action. And I like that. Uh, but then Loki was fun. <laughs> I'm enjoying I'm enjoying Marvel so far, but then Eternals just made me kind of like, yeah, why is this two and a half hours? Why? I liked it, but the energy, the energy is very different from what we've been getting. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of tough, but, um, I mean, it's I also feel beautiful. Like it's gorgeous to look at. Characters first movies though, I, I think do tend to be kind of slow. Mm-hmm. And like, once we know the characters, it picks up a little, I think. Right. I don't know. There were a lot of characters there. There were. I um, think there was a lot of characters. I th- I, if you were introduced to one or two of them maybe before, um, I think it would have been, 
you know, just sort of eases into it rather than just like, yeah. right, here's an entire group of people you've never met before. I was surprised Xander sat through it. Did he? Yeah, I mean, it was, he wouldn't have been able to at home, but it was at the theater. Right, so he didn't have a choice, did he? <laughs> but he? Well, but he's he's been in long movies before where he just went to sleep. Oh, fair enough. And he, he did manage to stay awake. Also, yesterday he told me his favorite movie is Scream. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was like, will you watch Scream 2 with me sometime soon? And he was like, yes, I definitely will. Because Scream is the best movie I've ever seen. Right. Okay. So, so what about what about um Scream Five? Because that's very that's like gorier than the rest. <laughs> I don't know. It, it it if this stuff isn't bothering him. Yeah. Because what I'm what I'm learning is his friends all watch horror movies. Like mm-hmm. he was talking about how one of his friends watched Halloween Kills. Like I could oh, see Jesus showing him Halloween, Christ. but Halloween Kills. Yeah. Like I I feel like. Well, he's always so busy playing uh, Fortnite mm-hmm. that it's hard to get him to sit still to watch a movie. So by the time we graduate to these, like, worse movies, mm-hmm. he'll probably be a little older. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm letting, I'm slowly letting, we'll let him watch things. But so far, it's just been Scream. I'm not going to worry too much about, like, Scream 5. Yeah. Sc- Scream and Scream 2 probably all you really need just now. Because they're, yeah. they're my two favorites, and I think they're the two. Uh, best ones but right Jen what is your positive <laughs> of <laughs> of big my pot uh, I'm stalling because I don't know I know um I guess my positive this is a weird positive my positive is that so I hadn't seen this movie in probably like 15 or 20 years yeah. maybe longer and so after years of hearing about how gross it is because he's a kid and she's an adult mm. I like that it wasn't anywhere near as bad as what I was expecting. Right. This has been, because that's the thing that these days people talk about with this movie. Yeah. And it's been built up so much that I thought I was going to like want to vomit. No, I I know. Considering how icky it is, it's handled probably about as well as it could be. Yeah. It wouldn't be made today. No. It definitely, or if it were, they wouldn't have sex. No. Um. It, it definitely would be a friendship, probably, um, where she has feelings. Right, so let me get this straight. You're positive as you didn't want to vomit. Yeah, I mean, when you put it that way, it doesn't sound so good. I, <laughs> My positive is that with a movie that people talk about how terribly it's aged because of that storyline. Right. And we've watched a lot of movies that have, where things like Sixteen Candles or whatever, where things have aged terribly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is impressive how well they handled this, that it hasn't aged worse. Like, that it's really not as bad as it could be. No, it, I get that. But you also earlier on said that you you think it's a bit icky because you think that she is sleeping with someone who she thinks is mentally challenged. That so... is icky, but I'm talking specifically about the age. <laughs> right, okay. I'm talking specifically about the age thing. That, right. like... It should be worse than it is, and it makes me figure that, like, Gary Ross and Penny Marshall must have, like, thought it through. Like, they must have been aware of how icky it is if it was handled well. Well, they didn't have to have them sleep together, to be fair. No, they didn't. They didn't, but it's the 80s, you know what I mean? I know, but that didn't have to happen, so... But this is also a time where you're, like... And we still have this problem now, but, like, it would have been even worse then where, like, you hear a story about a... 
a teenager sleeping with like their female teacher or mm-hmm. something, and you'd be like, "Way to go, champ!" Yeah, you know. Te- um, technically, Josh is still a virgin because it wasn't his body that had sex. <laughs> it wasn't his thirteen-year-old body that had sex. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. So you know, <laughs> um, right. You could have just said Tom Hanks as well. I don't know. You just... I want. I wanted to come. Up, well, I was gonna say Tom Hanks, but then you said it. I had to come up with something else. I just. I was. People have really built this up to me over the years as being like the most disgusting thing. Ever. No, it's not. I mean, I never thought it was gonna be that. So I was just surprised that it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> like really upsetting. No, I understand. Okay, like okay. it's because it's. It, it's kind of like how. Um, I mean, that's similar to my positive with American Pie, mm. because like so much of it is about consent or whatever, that like these are movies that honestly should have aged way worse than they have. Yeah. But it's because they were handled so well at the time with like the more sensitive stuff mm. that um, they've managed to still be OK. Yeah. And uh, I as somebody who is frustrated when I watch old movies and I see how badly things have aged, I appreciate something that. Yeah, was made with a little more care. And by the way, when I saw Gary, I didn't know Gary Ross wrote this. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I when did he start directing? I didn't realize Pleasantville was his first movie. Oh, really? That he directed. That is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. I fucking love Pleasantville. <laughs> and I, because when I see his name, that's the first thing I think of right, is, yeah. is Pleasantville. And I was just shocked to see that was his directorial debut. All right. We'll have to do that at some point. Do we? Yes, I love Pleasantville. Well, that's not the point of the podcast, Jen. <laughs> I have problems with Pleasantville. Okay, all right. Okay. You you try to think about what's good for discussions, and I'm like, what have I not seen in a while? What yeah, exactly. I'm trying. Tra- have to. I'm trying to do the remit of the podcast is think it was something that might be good for discussion, and you just want to watch I... movies that you used to like. That's the whole. Like, you're doing one part of it, and I'm doing the no, other part I of think... the remit. <laughs> I think, well, I think about movies, I think, like, surely there's a problem. Part of the problem is I, like, think about something like Sliding Doors, and I'm like, I haven't seen this in a long time. Surely there's a ton yeah, of problems. Yeah. And it turns out there's, like, I assume that there's, I assume everything's aged terribly. And what I'm learning is that's not true. I can't even remember what my problems were for Sliding Doors. I don't even think there was anything major in that movie at all. That that was, that was a tough one. Yeah. Or just things like, I figure watching My Girl as an adult, it must be very flawed. Mm. And like... No, it's just a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I assume that Kid Me must have had, like, worse taste, but I still like a lot of things I liked when I was a kid. So either I have bad taste now or I had good taste then. I don't know. <laughs> um, Mercedes Rule, who plays the, the mum in this, also played the mum mm-hmm. in Last Action Hero that we've covered. Oh, okay. So she, She's been through a yeah, lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so she, she plays mum. Um... <laughs> Uh, right. So you mentioned you mentioned my girl there, Jen. So that's a good mm. segue into talking about what our next movie's gonna be. Because we're doing we're gonna do sequels to movies that we've already covered, Jen. So what we cover next mm-hmm. week? My girl too. My girl too. Okay. <laughs> and let's let's just explain that like we've watched that's and we talked about this, I think one of the first times we talked about this was with My Girl, yeah. where it's like, I pick this movie and we watch it and there's no problems, but we already know off the top of our head problems we have with the sequel. Yeah. And that maybe when we're picking good movies, instead of picking the good movie, we pick the sequel. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. And, because and I, my girl is the perfect example. Because you also had that with Mighty Ducks, when you said we really should be watching Mighty mm-hmm. Ducks too, because that's what I have issues yeah. with. So well, you fucking picked it. So. <laughs> well, because it, it. Well, if anything, in my brain, I'm just yeah. like, well, if I watch one, I'm going to watch the first one, with the yeah, exception of Sister Act, because I never watched Sister Act. Right. I couldn't tell you very much about Sister Act, but I can I can recite Sister Act 2 from memory. The first Sister Act movie is very, very strange because it's also like a gangster movie, because yeah. she's with Harvey Keitel and she witnesses a murder in someone, mm-hmm. and that's why she becomes a nun, because she's in witness protection. Um. I wasn't super into it when I was a kid, but I'm wondering now. I'd probably appreciate it more yeah. now as an adult, wouldn't I? But it's just weird that that's in a family comedy movie. And then mm. you've got, like, um, uh, Sister Act 2, which is just straight up, you know, family comedy movie. There's mm. nothing really, you know, in that. But anyway, uh, My Girl 2 from 1994 is next. That's all we have time for. Uh, if you'd like to follow the podcast on Twitter, it's at DropThePilotPod. If you want to go to the website, it's ShiftyBench.co.uk. Contact at ShiftyBench.co.uk is the email address. Where can people follow you online, Jen? I'm at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter, and I have a Party 5 Rewatch podcast called Closer to Free. Excellent. So thank you for listening. I'll speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.